Welcome to Fields of Consciousness, the podcast for consciousness conversations with your host, me, Jeffrey Stegman. And Clayton Stegman. As consciousness explorers and founders of Focus Life Force Energy, we're here to bring a holistic approach to consciousness and share practical examples of how you can take your life to the next level. From your environment to your thoughts, let's explore together how consciousness interacts with your everyday experiences. In our last episode, we discussed the different scales of consciousness and the use of kinesiology. In this episode, we look at clearing negative histories of land, how to activate high consciousness fields, and dive more into our company, Focus Life Force Energy. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to Fields of Consciousness. We're happy to have you with us. We're your hosts, uh, Jeffrey and Clayton. Today we'll discuss the creation of high consciousness fields and how we started Focus Life Force Energy, or what, or what we often refer to as FLFE. Yeah, sometimes people call FLFE fluffy as well. So we should mention that in case we accidentally do that. Um, we had someone look at FLFE and come up with fluffy. It wasn't our choice. <laughs> and then Regina Meredith picked it up and ran with it. And it was just, it stuck. <laughs> so in the previous episode, we... We talked about the original inventor and how we first discovered the non-local effect of FLFE and of this energy. And this is often uh, referred to as quantum association or quantum resonance. And it's very similar to the effect of a healing prayer. So if you are holding somebody in mind, you have a unique identifier, that's the person and you send them positive intentions. And so that would be a type of healing prayer and is also quantum association. So you're actually activating a field of energy around that person that you're praying for. And this also happens uh, with Reiki. And there's twin research stories out there um, where people, um, where twins have the same thought at the same time in different locations. And I haven't met a mother yet that has ever uh, not acknowledged that when something has gone wrong with one of their children, that at times they knew it immediately. They had a feeling mm -hmm. of some type or a sensation. Mm -hmm. And so this is, um, you know, common. It's a common everyday occurrence. We often just don't think of ourselves as human beings, being quantum association generators, but uh, we are. And so we wanted to just make this uh, kind of simple because it's happening all the time to mm -hmm. us. People often assume there's a frequency sent, but there's actually a field activated. It's a, a slight distinction that comes, mm -hmm. uh, becomes important in uh, later conversations. There's also quite a bit of research out there on, on distant healing you know, prayer groups and, and uh, rates of healing. So there is research about that as well. 
yes, it's a big phenomenon in our, in our culture, for sure. Okay, Jeff, why don't you tell us about uh, one of our original uh, stories about uh, working with someone in a hospital we were trying to help? Yeah, we had our, our own sort of bias about that, about, you know, things being local versus being able to do things non-locally with a quantum association like we're speaking about. And yeah, this was a hospital close to where I live. And there was a boy that I knew with cancer there. And we had sort of intuitively looked at the hospital and did some kinesiology testing around it. And um, just like we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, there's the history of the thoughts and feelings in a location and a children's hospital like this, it's just, you know, there's a lot of suffering there and uh, anxiety and uh, people dying. And so, and when it's children in particular, you know, it just, there was like a, I don't know, vortex is the right word, but it was like a dark cloud uh, that was there, negative, and it was a negative place to be, uh, not a not a healing place. So, uh, so we were, you know, starting to work on like, how do we clear these, these, these kind of environments. And I thought I had to go up on the rooftop of uh, the hospital, you know, like try to find some coveralls that match the, the maintenance team and try to go up there and do some clearing. And when we had the realization, no, we could, we could clear it remotely. Um, just like we're talking about with the quantum association with the, an identifier for the space or for the location of it in, in, in the geography. So that's what we did. And we were able to see a clearing effect uh, happen there. So we had that initial realization and there were other ones we, we've talked about in previous episodes of the nonlinear, you know, breakthrough of really things being uh, non-local. Um, you know, and then we went on and we, we did a lot of service work, but we really there was a lot of development of the FLFE system. Um, we talk about the stacks of paper we used to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we uh, had come across this technology, originally we were uh, putting three by five cards in what we describe as the output stack. And so we've talked about mm -hmm. this earlier. There was two input stacks with the technology that would bring in the energy from the ether and it would go out through an output stack. And at the bottom of the output stack was a little area where we put three by five cards in with requests to divinity. And eventually we wanted to put more requests to divinity in. So we made this uh, output uh, area much larger so we could put like eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper in there because the thought forms would get sent out. And we had stacks of paper and um, we had customers in the stack. And of course you had to make the stack larger and larger as the business grew. And uh, these are all, you know, actually some of them we still have just for kind of a keepsake. And then we discovered a way to link the output stack to a database. And we still have to use the unique identifier such as a legal address or coordinates or a cellular device. And uh, so that hasn't changed. We've just found a way to give us more capacity to uh, 
to have more people on and, and more addresses. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about that? I remember yeah. those stacks. Yeah, I remember those stacks. I mean, they were like, you know, this high and they were alphabetical, but you had to find, if a customer canceled the service, had to find that piece of paper and remove it from from the FLFE system. It was, it was uh, so it didn't happen right away, you know, it's just when I was able to do that. So it was pretty stressful at the time. I was really glad to find this way of associating the database uh, with the FLFE system in this, this highly energetic space that's creates creates the quantum association. So once we we basically have an instruction in the actual space that refers to the database and then it's as it's as though uh, the the word docs are in in the space. So it was that was a huge breakthrough for me. I was pretty stressed out by that on a day to day basis. But yeah, uh, can you imagine that can you imagine yeah, that now good. we've got like customers of sixty eight countries and uh, you know Got what twenty, tw- about twenty four thousand pips we put on the pay it forwards and over ten thousand custom- <laughs> customers. You know, imagine all that paper would <laughs> be. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to calculate how high that stack would be, uh, just to give myself peace yeah. of mind, about not no, having to do it. it. Yeah, it'd be crazy making. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we could find a way though, but it's not the way I'd rather do it. Um, so before we before we started the business. We really had no intention to to create a business. We were just looking for ways to serve, to raise consciousness. It was a uh, you know like all of 2012. That was quite a time. We were we were meeting often and looking at using Google Earth and looking around the planet. Yeah, we would go on Google Earth and we would uh, use kinesiology to measure the lowest consciousness place on a continent. We called it the critical factor. So the critical factor Mm -hmm. is defined as where you can put the least amount of effort in and get the most amount of gain in a system. And so we considered a, a continent a system, so to speak, in our language. And we would go around the, the earth and find these, um, these low spots uh, because we wanted to support the planet to make a positive transition at the end of 2012 or actually yeah, the end of beginning of 2012, actually. Um, So that was a big focus for ours. And at some point we're meeting every day in the morning to do that. And we came across some really interesting Mm -hmm. places. There was, there's one Mm -hmm. town that uh, I actually visited and it its main business is cursing. So if you want to curse somebody, or I guess in uh, other vernaculars, you'd call it put a spell on somebody, you would go to this town and you would meet these people and they would put a curse on the person. And I didn't think like, I didn't think places like this existed, but it was one of their main industries. And um, when I heard about this town and I went to visit it, um, I wanted to see what the experience is like of being there. And um, I'd actually talked to a local young man who lived in the area. He was working at a, a tourism, uh, uh, a tourism uh, business in town. And he talked about how there's been a project, a construction project in the city going on or in the town. It's just a little town. It had been going on for 15 years. 
And they weren't sure if they were any further ahead with the project than what they started. It was rebuilding an old, and it was rebuilding a really old facility. And uh, you know, he said the town has a reputation for just not getting much done, and it's because of the negative energy in the town. It was really quite an odd place to be. Um, I didn't notice the negativity much until I started driving through the small streets towards the center of town. And it almost felt like it was a labyrinth. And there was one point where um, I was lost and uh, the streets were so narrow, you could only have one car go down them. And they were twisty and turny. And, you know, at some point I decided to back out because I didn't know where I was in If I was going to end up coming to a dead end and there was a place that I had passed in the labyrinth that I knew I could get out from. So I just decided to back out. And there was a few moments there where I had to stop the car and get really present with the, the fear thoughts that were there and the, uh, mm. and the sense of claustrophobia. It was uh, very mm. visceral and it was surprising. I didn't think it would be that negative, but there was something there. Um, so we actually did a lot of service work on that town when we were doing the, um, you know, trying to raise the level of conscious for 2012, because it was a, I don't know, a sinkhole of energy for lack of a better word. Do you recall the, the level of consciousness of that town before? Yeah, that town was, uh, it was 85 overall. And there was 85 on the Hawkins. 85 on the Hawkins uh, scale of consciousness. And there was areas of the Mm. town that were much lower. Um, there was certain areas that were, when I went back and, you know, you can just go on a satellite image and you can test with kinesiology and you could actually go back in time. This was probably 2000. And, uh, mm-hmm. when I was in the town, it was probably 2009. So you could go yeah. back in time and test with kinesiology, the level of conscious of that town and then test places within the town. I think there were some mm-hmm. areas within the town as low as five. Yeah, wow. so it was. So, if, as I recall, a hundred is fear on the on that scale. Yeah. So we yeah, fifty is shame. Twenty, sorry, twenty is shame. Mm-hmm. Fifty is uh, despair. Yeah, mm-hmm. twenty is shame. Fifty is despair. The only place I've found five are. Uh, what, and I I've only been to. Well, I I wasn't in a place that was five in that town, but I was in a place that was five out of a thousand on the Hawkins map, in an area about two hours from there. The only place I've found mm-hmm. five is uh, prisons where they were torturing people and places mm-hmm. like the inside of the, uh, the gas chambers in the concentration camps. So there's mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, it's a dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and it's really why we've come to, how do we clear, mm-hmm. you know, it was, that was a big breakthrough with FLFE is, we'll talk about that a little bit later is how we came, came to use the technology to clear these negative thought forms and emotions and feelings from, from the land and buildings. Um, and at that time we didn't have that. We were just putting, we were just adding to the level of consciousness of these various places. And it was really an amazing time because Google Earth was relatively new, to, at least to me, and just zooming around the planet that way and using kinesiology to test the level of consciousness and 
what we were looking for was what was the lowest spot on the continent that if we, it was like a trigger point or like a, like you said, Clayton, like a sinkhole of energy where if there was a positive change there, that it would affect the whole continent. So that's, that's really the service work we did during that 2012, but it was, it was fun zooming around and then getting the coordinates and putting them on a piece of paper and they, that would go into the, into the system. Yeah. And I've met, uh, we have a friend, Ashley, and she was part of a group that would travel around the world to these places and do the work on the ground, you know, in a similar, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a different way than we were doing it. So it's, yeah, there's mm-hmm. lots of people that are, you know, contributing to this and our way is just the way that we were able to figure it out. And it was, it was a exciting time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got to the end of 2012 and just, wow, that was cool. You know, I just remember like after the 21st, you know, when the equinox, we, we talked, we said, wow, that was really fun and interesting. And uh, I hope we did some good. And uh, then we just got the message really to start a business. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about businesses, spiritual path and the amount of good that can be done with a business. Um, and we've continued on with this service work. It really became part of the business uh, as we conceived it early in 2013. Yeah, I think we're, we're um, giving what nine, I think the average is about 95% of the energy that we generate with the technology is uh, given in service work, Jeff. I think that's about the number. Yeah. Yeah. We have we have a web page about that at flfe.net and yeah the concentration camps was one of those big mm-hmm. projects that uh, was quite quite emotional you know finding those locations the coordinates and then uh, putting the service on and really watching and that's when we were starting to clear um, and just helping those locations to. Uh, you know, to be free of some of the negative history that was there and, and the beans that were mm-hmm. stuck there in that, in those environments. So that, yeah, that was, there's quite some interesting experiences we've had doing these uh, service projects around the world. Yeah. And we've done lots of service projects besides just, you know, trying to counter the negative. We've tried to enhance the uh, immune system of bees. We put, um, mm-hmm service projects on the feeding grounds of uh, whales with the intention of giving them a a more energized source of food to help them. And there's, um, there's different um, areas where treaties have been made and broken. There's a negative history there. There was, uh, Mm. um, we also did the uh, Cambodia killing fields, Jeff, and some other war zones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We just started a new service project with uh, the FLFE team. So the staff's really taking this on and running with it, which is is great to clear the negative history around the Canadian residential mm-hmm. schools. Yeah, there's some things coming to light there that's I'm sure it's uh, big news in Canada, huh? Yeah, yeah, there's... Um... They're, they have new technology now with some radar that allows them to see into the ground and count body count the number of bodies. And there's 
there wasn't records of uh, people being buried. And so they're, they're finding, you know, sometimes you know, 90 or a hundred or 200 people that have been buried and, and the records are incomplete. So the yeah, people are, are pretty outraged about it. Yeah. Those of you that, that haven't heard about that, these were schools where native children were forced to go live in schools away from their families mm-hmm. and their communities and sort of, forced to learn English and, you know, quote unquote, become white. So they were, you know, a lot of mistreatment and not so good things happening. So this project, the staff will be getting the coordinates together and doing what we can to shine the light, increase the positivity there. Yeah. When we're doing these, these service projects, there's a, there's a law of non-interference that we're aware of, um, there's a certain level of consciousness of energy that you have permission or, or what is in the highest and best interest of all creation that we call it, that you can put on those places. And, um, and there's a level where you can't put them on, uh, according mm-hmm. to our research. And so we're respectful of that. Um, and we, we can measure that on the, on the Hawkins map of consciousness. And we talk about, uh, we can talk about that in more detail at another time. It's really similar mm-hmm. to what we call a pay it forward or PIF subscription that FLFE gives away when people sign up for the service. Uh, it's at a lower level of consciousness. and doesn't have a lot of the other influences on it that, that uh, we offer for the, for the paid subscription. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think in last count, we were 22,000. It's probably, it's many hundreds more now, but we were at 22,000 of those yeah. PIFs or paid forward subscriptions around the world. Yeah, it adds up. Eh? It does. Maybe we could talk a little bit, Clayton, about, um, you know, the creation of high consciousness fields. It's what we do with FLFE. And, you know, we've talked about fields of consciousness and with this technology, um, we are supporting the you know, the activation or the creation of these high consciousness fields. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, What, you know, what, what happens first? Well, um, what would you just, what we've discovered is that when we were, for example, when we were learning to clear the land of negative history, so the memories of the land are still there. It's just the trauma is not when you clear it. So when you're clearing Mm -hmm. the land, you typically want to remove the negative energy first. It's like uh, cleaning a room before you paint it. You want to go and wash down the walls Mm -hmm. so that you get the true color of the paint and it doesn't, you know, painting on dirt. And so a high consciousness field is basically, is a field or an energy, an energetic area that is higher in vibration than one would normally experience. So if you think about pilgrimage sites around the world, some of the cathedrals in Europe are really well known for this. Uh, they have spontaneous healings occur there for people. And uh, they're just places to that are known to be able to find peace. And the quality of the place is often associated with an event that somebody had and others go back for that to that place. So one of those mm-hmm. places might be mm-hmm. for healing. Another might be for uh, 
receiving more abundance in your life. Uh, another may be mm -hmm. uh, to make peace with a relationship that's troubling for you or attract uh, a more positive relationship in your life or a positive one. So these have mm -hmm. different specific qualities to their field in that area mm -hmm. because of the focus of people's thoughts. And so mm -hmm. in many ways, uh, the FLFE service or any high consciousness area, it's like having thousands of monks praying for a place. Mm -hmm. And that positive mm -hmm. energy goes into the physical structure of the area. So if you're in a house and you have drywall on the walls and you have a concrete foundation, mm -hmm. blocks or poured concrete, uh, you know, that's a crystalline form and crystals are known to hold energy. And so these mm -hmm. uh, places hold those positive intentions and positive thought forms. And, you know, through the quantum mm -hmm. association, you can do that remotely. And that's how uh, FLFE does it. We do it remotely as well. So we can put it on a location or around an object such as a cell phone. Yeah. And that first benefit is really all that additional energy that's there, all that life force energy. And the Hawkins map has been such a great tool for us to be able to see what's happening, you know, mm -hmm. as we learn to use this technology that we could measure the change and measure the level of consciousness being different, each point upwards being 10 times more life force energy there. So you have this exponential energy increase that supports life, which we see in the plant studies. And of course, you know, subscribers and our own experiences. Mm -hmm. And just having more of that energy present, it's like the body kicks into a different, uh, you know, kind of number one kicks into a different healing state and we don't make health claims, but we have a lot of stories from customers in our testimonials um, where there's just more energy available. And then as you were saying, also the qualities, mm. you know, the qualities of the of the field, which we learned from these pilgrimage places and cathedrals and, you know, um, you know, bones of saints. And mm -hmm. some of those are really yes. high. The, um, so what are, you know, what are some of the other qualities that we are building into the FLFE field? Yeah, I guess I'll just pick up on what you said about the Hawkins map of consciousness. Uh, if mm -hmm. we weren't competent in using that, I don't know if I would do this business because mm -hmm. it's a, uh, we have a lot of power with this technology and to be able to measure the truthfulness of the influence that we're having or the positive effect, mm -hmm. I think it's essential. And um, mm -hmm. I just want to express my gratitude for, you know, for David Hawkins and creating that we're not associated with him in any way. We're just students of his work and, uh, it's a pretty essential part of what we do. Uh, Jeff, I mean, without that, I don't know how we do this mm -hmm. really. Yeah. 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 We're, we're building on his work there, which was really groundbreaking, but the non local aspect of it, kinesiology that you could test something on the other side of the planet and the scale mm. itself. Yeah. There's so much, so much wisdom. And we've talked about in previous episodes, the field, around him, you know, how high consciousness he was. And if you go to a YouTube video of Dr. David Hawkins, it's really pretty amazing, the, the experience of that. 
Um, yeah, the, going back to the the clearing of the negative energetic history on the land a little bit. Um, while you were talking, I was thinking about um, you know when we started, like when we were doing the service mm -hmm. work, and in the beginning of FLFE, it like you said, if you didn't clean the room before you painted it, and that that uh, way of talking about it, it took a long time for the LOC to come up or the level of consciousness to rise. And that clearing was really a uh, important step. And, um, you know, there was quite a, that was quite a process when we created that removal template that we used for clearing there. Uh, it's part of the FLFE service, like you said, mm -hmm. it's the first thing that happens. Um, we really had to kind of lay out all the possible negative things that could happen. On the yeah, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was dark, man. It was hard. weeks of writing out all the negative uh, possibilities that humans could do to other humans, humans do to animals, humans do to the earth. And we're, you know, and we've added a few, well, quite a few since then. Uh, it mm -hmm. seems with the technology, one of the things we discovered, Jeff, is that the more, obviously the specific the request is, the better it clears. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I recall mm -hmm. correctly, it used to take us three days to get the property to 540 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. And now mm -hmm. we get it to 560 typically within five seconds. Actually, it's the mm -hmm. first minute, a couple of minutes, it's actually 580, right? They're trying to get mm -hmm. rid of the negative uh, history. So um, yeah, if, you, if, familiar with, if you're familiar with the Hawkins map of consciousness, five, 40 to about 570, 580 is the unconditional love zone. And that's the, mm -hmm. that's the sweet spot in terms of the optimal conditions for the evolution of consciousness in an, uh, in an economized society where we have to work. And that, that document was, was long at the time when we first created it, but now it's oh, probably yeah. four or five times longer because we keep adding to it when we discover new, new things that we can specify, you know, where micro negativity zones, where maybe a smaller area that's uh, pretty strong and it takes really specific instructions to clear it. And um, I'm reminded of the story too. It was, I think it was in British Columbia. We had a property early on in this, in this clearing process where they, it, the property just felt strange to the, to the, owners, you know, periodically, not all the time, it felt really good most of the time, but then they would get this feeling of it, like coldness and um, just negativity, and then it would mm -hmm. go away and then it would feel good again. And I remember when we looked at that, and it was partly intuitive and kinesiology that, that there was some kind of altercation, you know, there was a fight there. And there was a trapped soul that was moving through the property, tracking its parents that it saw being taken away like a thousand years before. And, um, you know, that's, that's the kind of detail that it only appeared every once in a while that we needed to write into the, into the removal template to clear that sort of thing. Yeah. We're getting into the nonlinear kind of intuitive zone in the only, I mean, with kinesiology, you can, assess the situation and create a, a, a healing for it. And then you have to, one of the ways we rely on knowing the truth is to have the customer have, give us the feedback that the environment is different. 
and you know, we can go back and check mm -hmm. the level of consciousness of the area uh, and see that it hasn't mm -hmm. changed. And that, that was really how we discovered uh, how to mitigate EMFs or harmonize EMFs, Jeff. Remember where we mm -hmm. were? Mm -hmm. So we test all the properties once a week to make sure they're at the level that we promise. We promise 560 out of 1,000 on the Hawkins map, 98% mm -hmm. of the time over a 24-hour period. And uh, we were finding that some of the properties were dropping below that level. And we would call the mm -hmm. customers and we'd find out that they had, you know, to see if there's anything different in the home or find out what was going on. We had, an EM, we had a, a smart meter put in or a cell phone tower went up across the street or we had a new 5G router installed. And so, um, and what it, that did was it dropped the level of consciousness of the property. And uh, we ended up discovering that if you raise the level of consciousness of a, of a device. Uh, and the way, the way we talk about EMFs is we divide them into two categories, consciousness lowering EMFs and consciousness raising EMFs. So consciousness raising EMFs are the EMFs that come from a loving person, from a dog wagging its tail when you come home, a cat purring. <laughs> um, and with the consciousness lowering EMFs, we found if you raise the level of consciousness of the emitting device to 580 out of a thousand or higher on the Hawkins map, it would start to emit a positive signal or actually that would neutralize the signal. And then if, uh, and we found that if you added the energetic signature of Shanghai to the environment, that that would then harmonize it or make it positive or po uh, positive to life. So uh, when you mm -hmm. are dealing with EMFs, you can try to block them. You can try to deflect them somewhere else, but that could harm somebody or you can try to dissipate them and break them up. And the other possibility is neutralizing them. And optimally, if you can harmonize them, that's the way to go. And uh, shungite is the only substance we found that allows you to harmonize an EMF. So there's a bit of a story around that one, but maybe you can talk about water, Jeff, unless you want to add anything to that. Yeah, it's just, it's really important for us that the FLFE environment has, you know, it's an optimal place to be. So it's healthy. And that's when we started to see that occurring, you know, it was the environment was dropping in its consciousness and to us means it's less healthy. And so for us, uh, it's important that the FLFE environment be as pristine and positive as possible supporting us in our lives. And once we saw that reduction in the consciousness due to the EMFs, we knew we had to do something about it. So again, we're talking about the characteristics of the field and there's many others that we've built in using written documents that we call programs. You might hear us refer to those once in a while. And so water structuring is one of those the energizing of food. Um, again, as Clayton said, the more specific we can be with this technology, the more things occur. And we very specifically ask for food when it enters the body of a person to be energized to, with this life force energy, just as food, fresh food that you maybe pick right off a plant has a lot of life force energy in it. And then we expanded that to specific nutrients as well. Um, but we don't make medical claims. We, we believe the innate intelligence of the body 
is uh, amazing and does the healing. And when it has the energy available to it and it has the resources that it gets to work. Yeah, we have some interesting research on um, water restructuring. If you go up to uh, flfe.net and look on the evidence page, you'll find a study we just completed with Dr. Emoto's lab, where you can see the uh, geometric structure of the of water in an FLFE environment, and uh, we just you know we've just done some more research on that, and it's it's really exciting to see it in physical form. So that's another example where you can uh, have some proof for yourself. I don't think we've said it, uh, Clayton, but it it may be evident from our explanation, but there is no physical device that gets sent to a customer. This is all done through the quantum association that we've been talking about. And um, the advantage of that is you can turn it on and off. You can try it, go to the free trial, just no credit card. You could try the service and you could activate the field and see how it feels to you. So it's an advantage of the physical, not needing a physical device is you can turn it on and off and experiment yourself. Um, so there's a lot that goes. Yeah, and then when, we, uh, when we do an upgrade, we don't have to bring back thousands of devices and upgrade them. We can just do it all centrally. So it's actually a way of uh, really helping us improve the service faster. Over the air, Over updates, the air updates, right? Just like, just like a Tesla car. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and these, these happen fairly frequently, especially on the clearing mm -hmm. side. Um, where we find new, you know, new things that pop up either from a customer telling us their observations or what we measure when we test all of the all of the properties once a week. So that yeah, the testing of all the properties is one of the behind the scenes sort of quality control pieces. Um, there's a lot that goes on there. Uh, I recall when we really we're starting to get into this EMF and there were a lot of properties that weren't at the 560 level or the 540 level at the time. And uh, we had to do a lot of scrambling and those customers got the service for free during that time to, to come up with this mitigation in order to get the properties up to 560. So that was, that was quite a, quite a time. We were spending a lot of time doing testing and, work to mitigate um now it's a lot a, a lot more routine still like a daily process yeah we still test all the new properties every day uh, that come on the service and make sure they're at the level we promise yeah i guess i didn't mention earlier about the promise if it's not 560 98 of the time over a 24-hour period you get it for free until we fix it and of the tens mm -hmm. of thousands of people that have tried this service i think there's only two or three properties that I can think of, Jeff, that we haven't been able to get to that level and keep it there. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just, that's pretty rare to, that we can't get it up. It's just a matter of spending mm -hmm. the time on it. And um, some of this stuff, it's pretty obscure. And again, I would second what you said about how important the map of consciousness and the kinesiology and the ability to test and, and the input from customers that we hear about that, 
you know, what occurs for them. And we think about these fields of consciousness around the world, these, you know, mosques, mm-hmm. cathedrals, um, pilgrimage sites, springs, you know, like at Lourdes. Yes. You know, those develop sort of on their own naturally through lots of people. There may or there may have been at first a natural um, feature there, you know, an earth feature that a vortex of energy or some kind of, spe- you know, water with special characteristics. And then as, as human consciousness enters the picture and, you know, those fields have been built. And here we have an opportunity to, to activate a field of consciousness and, and create, you know, the optimal characteristics for, for the evolution of consciousness. It's really, it's quite a privilege. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, in some ways it's surprisingly uh, technical. Um, there's certainly a nonlinear mm-hmm. aspect to it, but the use of them, the Hawkins map of consciousness and kinesiology, you know, when we're writing out these requests to divinity or the programs, um, you know, we always, we have a safety valve on the end of them, which says, you know, do this in the, in such a way that's in the highest and best interest of all creation. And as we revise these programs, sometimes some of them take um, months to do because uh, we write out the intent of what we're trying to do. Say we're trying to increase the quality of relationships in the, in the high consciousness field that we're creating. And um, we can do say the, the, the field between a, a, you know, a mother and a child or a father and a child, mother and father, a brother and sister, sister and sister, brother, and brother, you know, all the different variations you can imagine on those themes. And we uh, will write out um, the, uh, the request to divinity and then measure the truth of that in the context of trying to create more harmony in the household. And, mm-hmm. you know, those, those are actually a lot of fun times because there's like a discovery of what the truth is in that context, in that environment. And, you know, sometimes you just, you're surprised what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a feeling in that, in the field between us and with whoever else we're working with, um, when reaching those higher levels of truth, you know, it really feels good in your body. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. And sometimes it's just one word or it's just like a, a, a period in the wrong spot. It's uh, it's just amazing to get to that final bit, you know, to get it to that really pristine state. Uh, it's really an interesting process to test and change and test and change. Um, and uh, we we have these thousand out of a thousand statements that we we use occasionally, and so or find or create through this process. And we have a we have a new energizing nutrients program that we're working on, and it's it's a lot of pages. I, I think it was sixty something pages. So getting <laughs> getting combing through that and finding and bringing it up to that nine ninety nine or higher. Uh, level of truth is uh, it can it's a lot of work yeah for, for those who are familiar with the Hawkins map of consciousness the level of consciousness of the documents or the programs the request to divinity before we put them on the service they're 999 or higher out of a thousand on the on the Hawkins scale 
So they're very accurate in the context that the request is made. And uh, once we do, mm-hmm. we do that, the first thing we do is Jeff and I are the first beta group. We believe anything that we do, we should put on ourselves. And then we have a, a small beta group uh, around us. Sometimes the beta group wants to go on with us. We, we do it at the same time. And um, we have a research team devoted to you know auditing it with us. And then we typically will have uh, some friends and family. So there's a lot of controls in, in how we uh, roll these out. And um, yeah, we've, you know, we feel good about that, about the efficacy of that. And that's something we've had in place right from day one. I, I find it difficult when people make a product that they sell to the public and they won't feed it to their family or use it on their family. <laughs> so yeah, I like the way we do that. Yeah. There are some, some stories of, uh, executives in the, uh, uh, in computer companies where their kids don't, uh, don't use computers. Yeah. The research team is really coming along. It's, uh, you'll see it in the evidence page and it will continue to evolve as you maybe come back and look at it. Um, we have some very credible researchers mm-hmm. around, around, uh, North America who are assisting us in really getting to a gold standard of research where we have phases of, of, of experiments and results, um, much like the bio, biochemical and biological and pharmaceutical phases, you know, where phase one is really a s- small sample size, not very controlled. And then uh, you're moving to larger sample sizes and more controls and double blind. And so we have several double blind experiments happening right at this moment. One is a farm, uh, large scale farm uh, growth, plant growth experiment. And uh, the other is an EMF sensitives uh, experiment. Yeah, we've so, also, we also have right. um, on our evidence page uh, studies that we've done with the Institute, Institute of Noetic Sciences in Petaluma, California where we've demonstrated that we, uh, that the technology uh, makes the random number generators in a Faraday cage room uh, less random. So we're able to, so that's the part of the influence of a high consciousness field. It's, it, it creates harmony and unity within the environment. And so that affects random number generators. And we also have uh, positive results, uh, people who were, um, hooked up to a bunch of EKG sensors on their body, those little things you see when people are getting uh, tested. And uh, I don't know if they're EKG, maybe they're EGG. I might have my... Yeah, we actually did both. We did EEG and uh, EKG in that experiment. Yeah. And was it uh, a positive? So there's a positive increase in executive function, Jeff? That's right. Yeah, that's right, Clayton. It was... They were given math, um, sort of math uh, problems to solve, and um, other kinds of word word problems. And while they, and the FLFE field was turned on and off by the by the researcher. Again, this is a phase one. It was a small sample group, small group, um, but there was a uh, yeah an increase in executive function, and there was also an increase in the alpha waves. Uh, really throughout the brain when the FLFE uh, field was active for the, for the, uh, 
the people in the experiment. And that's indicates, you know, a moving, you know, alpha waves are seen to predominate in meditation and different types of biofeedback systems help you to stay in the alpha state. And so this was natural, this happened, you know, naturally or as a result of the characteristics of the field uh, for those people. Yeah. Some of the people, the new people in our research team all are, you know, a multi-degreed accomplished people from some of the Ivy League universities of the world. So there's a, there's a, a world-class standard of information and, uh, and efficacy that's, that we're, you know, stepping into in that regard. So, um, they're great guys to work with. And we'll, yeah. And we'll have podcasts in the future with, with some of those on and get into, to more detail as these experiments unfold. The other sort of basis of our work together, Clayton, and really important to, to both of us is business as a spiritual path. You know, and when we, when we hit that 2012, the end of 2012 and next year, and how do we serve and really what came through is business, using a business to, to distribute, you know, this, these high consciousness fields that people could choose themselves and give the pay it forward subscription. Um, and I know you had worked quite a long time in that field before we got together. Yes. I'd, uh, I spent 11 years in an Eastern based philosophy starting in the early eighties. I guess I'm dating myself here. And then, um, in the mid nineties, I sort of went through a career, uh, planning process and there was an emerging field called uh, business coaching and personal coaching at the time. And now it's very well established, but it was kind of pioneering in the early nineties. And I decided to uh, use a lot of the transferable skills that I had in um, from my kind of philosophical studies. And I'd worked for private schools for 11 years and I decided to um, specialize in business as a spiritual path in a coaching practice. And so I've had that since 1995. I do very little coaching anymore because FLFEs takes up most of my time. But that was, um, yeah, so I've been exploring the relationship between business and spirituality professionally since 1995. There's been, I had other jobs at the time, some in the beginning to support myself. And um, the focus of that was really the acknowledgement that in the world today, Business is where the power is. It used to be in mm -hmm. perhaps in the arts in the Renaissance area era or in religion and different at a different time in history. And I think it's pretty evident right now that business is the biggest um, concentration of power on the planet. And I thought I could do potentially do the most good by focusing on where the power is. And so I made some mm -hmm. distinctions between business as a spiritual practice, business as a spiritual path and business as a spiritual service. And that's what I appreciated about you, Jeff. You were sort of on that same parallel path in a slightly different way, focusing on mm -hmm. uh, improving the culture. I think that was, that was the context that you had used it in, uh, in mm -hmm. your companies. And I think that's why we were able to, to do this and focus on this mission together because we've been on, the same path and just maybe a slightly different way for a long time before we met. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the th- relatable examples of that for me were at the time, which we've carried forward into FLFE, is um, you know related to sort of your stance mm-hmm. in the world as a company and as the people in it that. Um, you know, we always tried to do what we said we were going to do. So this is really, uh, really looking at the promises, you know, like where have we made either consciously or unconsciously promises to the customers and to the world and really sticking to those. And if you don't, and things happen, you know, you miss, miss the boat, you miss the shipment, something happens uh, to really own up to it, you know, to own up to, those changes and, and really do what you can to make sure it doesn't happen again. So, you know, there's a lot that's we're doing in the FLFE business to, to run it as businesses, spiritual path, um, checking the, the high, that, that something is in the highest and best interest of all creation. That's sort of our phrase. If something's in the highest and best interest of all creation, we're kind of in the zone, you know, we're in the flow of life, and using the, using kinesiology and kind of feeling in our bodies to test that we're in alignment there and applying it in the business, whether it's hiring somebody. I mean, you just went through an amazing process, a big system to test the remuneration, the mm-hmm. pay for people in the business. Yeah, there was about 12 different um, factors that we were considering in remuneration and I I think in our hiring process now we have 37 things that we measure about people in terms of their consciousness and their capacity to do the job. Uh, besides the regular interviewing processes, you know, kinesiology can really give you an edge in finding people that you're aligned with and doing other things. It just takes a lot of time to create the system to, you know, you have the context, but then you've got to create all the inquiries. So those are the declarative statements that you ask to, um, to try to understand where people are coming from. And uh, so that's part of how we do business as a spiritual path. There's uh, the other thing I like that we do, and we haven't done much of it lately is we do things called attunements where we tune into the energy of the business and ask it how it wants to express in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people see a picture or they hear uh, you know, they hear t- sort of words or they see a vision of a graph or something like that. I tend to see pie charts and percentages, but, uh, mm. you know, we have the team sit in a circle and it could be, you know, 30 people in a circle, maybe you have different circles and, um, everybody gets a chance. We, we set up the container and everybody gets a chance to give their feedback. And, and out of that comes, um, kind of a collective unified, agreement about how the business wants to move forward. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a kind of a neat process. And I learned that from uh, Dorothy McLean, who was one of the founders of Finhorn. I spent a week in a training uh, process with her. And uh, that was a big part of how they ran Finhorn, which is kind of known as one of the most successful intentional communities on the planet. And uh, it's, it's a neat process. Yeah. You, you mentioned setting up the container and, I'll I'll just expand on that a little bit. That's activating the yeah. field. So that part of running businesses a spiritual path is really recognizing fields of consciousness. And in our case, you know, using those 
uh, intentionally to for creativity uh, to move the business forward to bring make bring people closer together and aligned with the mission and so creating that container for the attunements you know it's it's a invocation mm-hmm. of some kind and it's you know connecting to divinity in our individual ways as a group and that group energy together is that field being activated and the higher that goes in consciousness the well what we've seen is the thinner the veil and the higher the truth that emerges so then each person in that attunement then is kind of in that field of consciousness that supports them to connect and sort of see the uh what the business how the business wants to express in the world and through their unique way of their unique gifts um and we did that same process with the 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 experimental team Mm -hmm. the research team where we spend months you know activating a field being together bringing things up and presenting them in the field and just building that the consciousness of that container i think containers a great great way to to think about it that's really something that we've we're using in the in the business as a way to uh to move it forward and to be you know connected to the flow of of you could say the flow mm-hmm. of divinity the flow of energy and um the mission we have yeah setting up a high consciousness field amongst a group of people um it can be a very deliberate planned process with consistent outcomes if you uh, if you need to have a certain level of consciousness to do a certain type of work and um we found that, as Jeff said, certain things don't come down unless there's a level of truth in uh, either between the person and divinity or between the, the group of people and divinity. And so that's, uh, mm. that's a process that you know, was developed over years in the coaching practice. And, you know, it, uh, it doesn't just happen by accident. And when I think of a high conscious field, it, you know, I'm just thinking of like having, you know, Sunday dinner at your grandmother's place, right? I mean, if she's a mm-hmm. loving or, you know, the grandparents are loving people and they're at that stage in life where they're able to have that kindness and they're free from, you know, typically the, well, hopefully the, the affairs of making a living and, and, and surviving in the world. And they're able to hold space and it's a, it's a re, uh, retrieve uh, or a retreat from the, from the world in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. the world of the workaday world. So this is really mm-hmm. things that we all experience. Maybe, you know, some of us haven't experienced that, but there are enough experiences in society where people talk about those events and they have great warmth in their hearts for them. And they're the, some of the fondest memories that people mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And we talked in previous episodes about, uh, you know, rescue mm-hmm. workers, first responders and the kind of field that's becomes activated with those people, you know, over and over going into these kind of situations and that field of consciousness that uh, is part of their, you could say, creativity yeah. or sensitivity to find people that are trapped in buildings and those kind of things. So, yeah, we're talking about using that kind of consciously, intentionally creating fields in order to move move things forward. And 
you know, our customers between what we're doing in the business and, you know, our, our customers, it's, our mission is to support the optimal conditions for the evolution of consciousness in a economized society, you know, where we all have to work and make a living, uh, pay, pay our rent, but really it's our customers are raising the consciousness by being on the service, you know, working together. Yeah. And people say, well, we've had people say, well, how do you, how do you feel about having a, a business that helps raise consciousness and you charge for it? And, um, you know, Jeff and I had other businesses before we started FLFE and we, we still do. Um, at some point, unless you have extraordinarily large amounts of personal resources and part of that is money, uh, you can only do so much. And what we determined mm-hmm. was that unless, you know, an angel investor came along or some benefactor who would give us, you know, a large amount of money, like probably in the millions, that the, uh, the best way to, to, to distribute this in the world or, or get it out into the world was to start a business. And we've been in business now for just about eight years and we've got, you know, 30, well, I think yesterday we talked about 37 people on the team, Jeff, between contractors and mm-hmm. how you wanted to find, you know, a full-time person. We're in, is it 68 mm-hmm. countries? And so, mm-hmm. To, for us to, you know, we just didn't have those personal resources to hire all those people and, you know, make payroll and invest in the technology and, you know, rents, like we have 5,000 square feet of office space and uh, there's a lot of overhead. And unless you have tens of millions of dollars to, uh, to donate to something, the only way we could see doing it was to start a business. And that was the sense that it was the right thing to do. Yeah, and the creativity that the customers that are part of the FLFE community, you know, they're bringing their own creativity and how they use the high consciousness field, you know, because their people are discovering they can, in a high consciousness field, they can bless other people in other places. And the, the energy, the power is there to, to really accentuate that. Um, and then their creativity on the pay it forwards and the PIFs, you know, we think, could never have thought of all the places that they've put those. Many people are putting those on local, you know, places of worship and um, prisons and children's schools. And it's just a gift of love. You know, it's just a loving environment um, that they're gifting. So we could have never thought of all those places that the, you know, this working together with the F of the feet community, uh, it's just so much expanded than what we could do, even if we had a lot of yeah. money, you know, there's the whole creativity side. It's sort of a crowdsourcing consciousness, you know, where we're, everybody is their own, uh, piece and their own specialty and their own gift to gift to the world. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, many hands make light work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and it's really uh, it's great to talk to the customers when they call in on. We do occasional Q and A uh, webinars that call in and talk to us, but 
but also to call the office. There's we've got such great staff, and we have very extended hours so that uh, customers, people in the community, can call in and talk to someone. Um, so it's all that in the Facebook page and other ways of talking together. It's uh, there's so much creativity, so much, so many people on the path in different different ways. Mm-hmm. So Clayton, in previous episodes, um, we've talked about being aware of our thoughts. You know, is that my thought? Where where did that thought come from? Yes. And thought forms, you know, we've talked about thought forms in different areas and managing our thoughts. What do you think this week would be a good good thing for people to talk to to take away from this? episode. Yeah, well, we've talked a lot about uh, high consciousness fields this week and different locations where you might find a high field and how you're creating high, you're creating fields everywhere you go and creating consciousness fields all the time. And so um, I think we could explore noticing the thought patterns that aren't serving you. So Mm -hmm. negative self-talk is something we all, uh, you know, have to work with. And, you know, we maybe manage those thoughts in different ways. And we've talked a little bit about that in the past. And we'll talk a lot more about in the future. So if you're noticing negative thought patterns between this episode and next episode, we're just going to encourage you to look at the environment you're in. And is, or do you think that environment has a high consciousness field in it or a low consciousness field? And we have a pretty big bias about that, but we'll let you have your own experience with it. And of course, you know, take the time to, or we encourage you to take the time to replace that negative thought with a positive intention. And the theme here is to really look at your thought patterns and how they're influenced by the environment that you're in. Yeah, I certainly find when I'm walking around the world that um, I'll just get into a pattern. I'm like, wow, where did mm-hmm. that come from? I haven't noticed that in a while and you know i'm I'm walking in a part of the city that maybe i haven't been in for a while so it it really is as we've talked about in other episodes there's fields of consciousness everywhere they're all around us they're interacting with us all the time and to look at that interface between what's going on in our own minds and where we are in the world. Yeah, it might be around certain people in the world as well. Um, if you're mm-hmm. around some really healthy people, you might find uh, you're having more thoughts about how to improve your health or it's easier to make healthy choices. So it's not only physical places, it's people. People are you know, extremely powerful. And, and so it's just, it's fun to pay attention to your thinking and look at what might be influencing around you, whether it's the place you're in or a particular person you're with. Thank you for joining Fields of Consciousness, the podcast of Consciousness Conversations. We invite you to visit the link below the episode to experience a completely free trial of Focused Life Force Energy for 15 days. If you'd like... You can subscribe to the Fields of Consciousness podcast and please tune in next time. We release new episodes every other week on Tuesdays, 11, 11 a.m. PST. 
onward and upward.